Good morning, and welcome to Carpooling with Nick. I'm your host, Nick. I'm also followed, uh, co-hosted today by, and sometimes you might hear, uh, by my daughter Olivia and my son Peter. We are heading to the grandparents for them to be dropped off. Wife has some uh, errands to run today. Uh, she's doing some uh, some mommy time. So she's going to enjoy uh, getting some things done and whatnot. So, yeah, uh, buckle up. Let's go for a drive. So, let's do a recap of yesterday. Because uh, I didn't say this on there, on obviously yesterday because, well, I did a morning show. Not a recap. Oh, Olivia, be quiet, you. So, we, so, Monday was a day from hell. Like, literally, it was a day from hell. And main reason for that was because, I don't know, it's just Monday. I mean, it started off with just, uh, uh, just little tiny mistakes here and there. Uh, you know, I got shocked like eight times yesterday at my desk. Like, literally just shocked. Like, static built up such a charge that... I was going to shock no matter what. Uh, to the point where <laughs> I actually did a headache. So I wear a headset, typically, uh, to answer calls. And when I'm wearing my headset, uh, the earpiece would literally just zap me. So and I usually could kind of tell beforehand. I'd hear uh, like a little buzzing sound, and I could pull off my headset, and it would do its discharge. But yesterday, like, it was insane. Usually it's only once or twice a day, and I kind of knock it off. It's just, okay, it's winter, static charge is in the air. It's going to happen. Now, in this case, it was just like, I went to put on my headset, zap. Uh, I came back from break. just a, And I usually it only happens, like, I t- uh, put on and zap my ear or my temple. Uh, this time, it actually zapped my freaking hand when I went to pick it up. So I picked up my headset and I got zapped on the tip of my finger. I uh, got zapped throughout the day and like I, said, I actually had to report to my supervisor. I'm like, I keep on getting electrocuted here. Uh, not cool. Uh, and she had to put out an incident report because it's, not only was it happening to me, I mean it's happened to me the most common but it was happening to one other person as well. So uh, yeah, just odd, odd, odd. Uh, I think it came to a point where the main, the, the big supervisor, the big O, uh, she's like, yeah, we're going to probably have to get you a special mat that discharges uh, elect- uh, static from you because you are just creating enough static. So uh, I am a static man pretty much. So uh, superhero maybe uh, that hurts himself with static electricity? Very much so. So, yeah, that happened all through yesterday. Uh, I got shocked even through my wedding, wedding ring as well. So, I literally, like, had this with my hand above my computer. So, this is where, it actually, this first time my computer actually uh, shocked me. And uh, I saw a little arc a little bit, hit my ring, and just shocked me through my ring. So, that was fun. Not really. Uh, so, yeah, it started, so that happened all through the day. And I just had a, just a bad call, and it just so happened that, you know, my supervisor did a remote uh, listen, and just 
hear the call and it was a bad call. Like I listened to it, and I'm like, yeah, that's just a bad call. You know, I was just off my game yesterday, all completely. Uh, so how did that happen? Uh, then the next thing, Olivia, shh, quiet girl. Uh, she, Olivia likes it. If you're going to say something, say something. Don't make sounds. Uh, so that was that day. Uh, what else happened? Oh, uh, so other thing that happened is, so drove home just fine. Listen, uh, you know, had a, a nice drive home and whatnot. And I then also get uh, home. I was getting stuff out of my car. And I went to open one of my door, open the door to the car just oblivious to it and just literally knocked myself right in the face like good knock like to the point where I actually started bleeding I thought uh, I busted my nose and uh, yeah it was not a fun uh, day yesterday just like accident prone and just getting hurt just not all we're all good at all so I don't know I don't know hopefully today is better it's Tuesday uh, I'm giving blood today, so uh, if you, you hear this beforehand, uh, IDEX is going to be a donation center for today. Um, they probably might not be able to take walk-ins just because uh, they usually get enough people from the center, so th- that probably won't happen, but you never know. If you're with an area and you want to give some blood, why not, right? So, yeah, giving some blood today super pumped hopefully I can take some I've been drinking a lot of water yesterday and I'm going to drink a lot today before so we can make sure they can find a vein because they always find it but they can never stick me so hopefully I can get some more blood today I always like to do that uh, so giving blood uh, I'm just hoping today is overall a good day uh, uh, Peter was a little rough last night uh, on a sleeping uh, side and he was good Pretty much where I slept uh, from pretty much 10 to about 1 o'clock. Got him fed, but he was just not getting out his last burp, and it just it kept him up. Ended up waking up Olivia, so I had to pretty much ultimately uh, got Peter put down. I put Olivia in a bed with Nicole to, to calm down, and then I took Peter downstairs and finished feeding him and burping him. And I actually just fell asleep with him on my chest ultimately so that happened hey crazy child what are you doing back there any commentary you're gonna sleep through the night tonight huh huh so yeah anyways it was a little rough hey are we singing no okay so going through Olivia you know when to do that. You gotta stop that. Oh no! So rough night, rough air, and you know, kind of rough start to the morning. But I think ultimately good. Uh, baby's right next to you. Baby is right next to you, babies. So going in and going to work a little bit early uh hoping today like I said is a good day ultimately um i was able to actually catch some news because i fell asleep with the tv on and news was popped on in the morning to channel six uh 
Uh, so, looks like locally, uh, uh, Maine or Lewiston, half the half the uh, Lewiston class, uh, I think it was actually the high school, is failing. So, out of I think I saw 800, so they said half. So, I assume 1,600 students or 800 students, half the students are failing. So now they're trying to adjust so those kids are not failing anymore. So here's my thoughts on that. If you literally have to drop the bell curve so kids can pass, what is that saying, one, for the kids? Are they actually learning? Are you going to put kids now? It's pretty much the don't leave kids behind kind of act. You know, the kids are not really learning thing, learning anything at all. They're like, okay, you, okay, we made this so you can pass and so you can move on. No, I mean, I saw posts actually on Facebook, which is kind of funny, uh, where it showed how our level of education has been simplified throughout the uh, the decades. You know, where we're pretty much making it as easy as possible, ultimately, but no one's learning anything. And I think that's true. I think what it is is we're just not really focusing as much on our education as we should be as a society. I think first come first uh, is education. I think with education, you can literally solve majority, if not all, problems. Because with education, someone is now in the know of what's going on or can solve that problem. Uh, I think we look, and there's so many few people that can solve problems that we get all flustered and frustrated as a society and get angry when a problem can't be solved. It's because we're looking to with one person instead of us solving our own problems. Uh, So, yeah. I think one thing that funding should never be sacrificed on is the arts and our education. Uh, arts because it helps, you know, helps move along, I think, education there. shows our creativity. It doesn't stunt our creativity. And I think one thing that has happened in society, we have now stunted creativity to the point where we're not creating as much as we did. We're not being as inventive and not as... Uh, open-minded to other things that can, other things, other possibilities, other uh, ways to go about a problem. And I think we need to kind of go back to the way we were, you know, you know, instill the fact that, one, I think it's ridiculous that you don't have, like, home ec classes or you don't have, uh, what is it, workshop or woodshop classes that are mandatory. That shit should be mandatory. I'm sorry. That type of things should be mandatory. I think also they should add in, and because they had it when I was in school, at least for if you wanted to, at least the elective is a, uh, you know, uh, not taxes classes, but a class pretty much how to deal with your finances, how to properly, uh, you know. How to properly manage your bank account, how to properly do taxes, how to, uh, you know, make sure that you're not putting yourself in a hole. And it's a class pretty much teaching you just life lessons. 
that you typically would learn, but as a society, with our, we don't learn with our parents anymore because we dissociate at age where we can go driving or we are not working or just doing what pretty much we want to have fun and not learning some basic stuff. Or it's to the point where, oh, okay, I can just go on computer and it'll do everything for me. You know, hey, I'm a kid, uh, I'm a technically a millennial by all means. I grew up with a computer. I love computers. I think they're great uh, tools to use. I love all forms of uh, technology. Again, I think they're great tools, but I think at the same time, there should be a foundation, a strong foundation to what happens if these tools are not available that you have ability to use other tools, use your the biggest tool that you have, the biggest computer you have, your own brain. Uh, and I think that's lacking from society now as we've, uh, especially with the younger generation. And I'm not saying, I'm not blaming them, it's not their fault, it's our fault as previous generations and uh, as a society of not instilling these behaviors, these routines, uh, these habits, uh, we just go on and go forth. And as a parent, that scares me greatly because what is my kid going to know? You know, what are they going to learn outside of home? And can I, as a parent, instill these habits, these uh, tools for them to use and get along into society and make sure that when I'm gone that they're fine or when, you know, I'm not there. They can solve a problem and not have to rely on myself or their parent, or their, their mom. So, you know, society, get into it. You know, start working on getting shit taken care of for this younger youth. Uh, you know, I think we need to really hype up, you know, education into, you know, after school uh, uh, education or after uh, what happens after high school you know what happens if you don't go to college you know how do you manage do you, you know we're all taught just get a job well there's more to than just getting a job it's like okay get a job look for a job that has a 401k you know what type of job to look at or look for you know also we've pushed on that we have to go to college as a society which I think is absolutely insane uh, I don't say we don't have to go to a, a secondary school. I think secondary schooling is actually very detrimental. I think it just we are pushed on to we have to you know get a business degree, a marketing degree, or a degree other degree. We don't push on to a trade school. We don't show that trade schools have capability. I wish I was pushed onto a trade school. I wish I uh, would say, hey, you know what? Why don't you look at plumbing? It's a great uh, business. It's dirty work, but you are rewarded greatly by one money in general, and two the satisfactory of getting a job done. Uh, <clears throat> which is, I, I wish I kicked myself in the ass because I my stepfather is a plumber. He literally did. He he was a plumber. I watched him plumb. I actually helped him out. I've been on jobs with helping him plumb, and you know that's thankfully that's those skills I inherited uh, are enough to keep me dangerous and also fix basic things at the house. If something breaks down, I see a pipe leaking. I know how to replace that pipe. I know what to do and you know how to properly uh, get that pipe fixed and exchanged out. 
or, you know, just basic stuff I can do. And the same for, you know, he was also just a straight-up handyman, so I, was, I learned how to do basic electrical work, you know, just basic car work. He was a mechanic for a little bit. Pretty much he was a jack-of-all-trades, so all things I know is thankful for him. And, you know, it's one of those things is we don't uh, put as much heart into these, you know, these off jobs that we don't think of. The ones we think of that are uh, menial jobs you know, your all your trade jobs, you know, you know, Mike Rowe says it best, there's plenty of jobs out there, it's just none of us want to take them because we don't, we look down onto them because we think they're not good jobs, when in fact, they are actually excellent jobs, it's just, as I say, we look down on those jobs because they're not a college, a job after college, they're not a, a typical career or anything of that nature. But in reality, they are. They can be a career. They can be a very lucrative career, especially if for plumbing, for instance. Master plumbers make great money. Master electricians make great money. Even if you're not a master electrician, you still make some great money. You know, it, these jobs uh, are becoming so rare that they're actually even becoming up more priced, heavily priced jobs. So, you know, you have someone to go do electrical in your house, you know, it costs as much as having a full electrical work done in your house as it does a brand new home now. That's because it's so hard to find a good electrician. And if you want a good electrician, you're going to pay for a good electrician. Or if you want a great plumber, you're going to pay for a great plumber. So all these things, you know, have to happen. I think we need to, as I, you know, give options to kids and let them know that and let them know what the path is like. You know, they used to have career days. You know, maybe bring back career day. You know, what a plumber actually does. You know, let them go through the actual, you know, notion of what the job entails. And let, them, let the kids actually ask, hey, how much you make? And the guy could be like, you know what? I make very well enough to support a family of two or a family of four and have time to play and have money left over. You know, just straight up honest questions. Letting them know that there's other things out there. You know, you come out of college, you know, in great amount of debt. You find a job that maybe, at most, you're hoping to find a job that pays as much as your debt a year. That way you can make good payments onto it. If you're lucky. I came out of college making... I came out of college without interest about 45 k Now, I don't make 45 k a year. I'm also... I went to college late, so I also have that kind of against me in the sense of I was changing up, in a sense, careers. I'm now a father of two, so there's those costs. You know, I have a home, which the cost of a home now is insane. So all these things, you know, that we take, we don't realize. So it's now trying to find a job or a position that pays for college or you're going to have to you know always pay hope that your other loved one can help you pay on college as well so yeah it's it's one big revolution i know this has been one long rant um one second hold this may be only be like a second for you but a few minutes for me i gotta drop the kids off and i'll be right back all right i am back thank you for that had to drop off the kiddos and let the 
Grandpa know what's going on? So thank you so much for your patience. Uh, yeah, so I was ranting about education, how we have to kind of change and kind of go back to some try-to ways, you know, start instilling, you know, some skill-based classes or some trade-based, I should say, uh, classes. Um, and just really prepare kids to not just have to go to school, just to, you know, become, you know, like, they shouldn't have to go to college if the ultimate job that they end up doing is not what they're going to do. I don't think it's going to help. I think if they're going to go, or if they're going to go to college, have them go for something that is actual interest to them. Uh, there is a TED Talk out there of, I think, a little 11-year-old boy who talked about hacking his education. Um, if you literally Google uh, TED Talk hack education, you'll see the video. Phenomenal video. Kid goes over how he's kind of doing his prerequisite courses that he would as an 11-year-old boy and going through, but they're building around his interest. In this case, he like, he's into skateboarding, um, but he's also into, in a sense, graphic design. So he was he liked making clothing wear. So he's actually 11 years old, and he actually, in a sense, internship, interns with a local company that does T-shirts, that manufactures T-shirts. And he learns the actual business, not just, oh, this is what we do. We pre- press this and we have this. No, he actually learns the behind the scenes, okay, this is how we, we had to file taxes, we had to do this. But more on probably a high-level view, but enough to, you know, say, hey, you, you, math will help you here with your, you know, managing this, you know. Okay, let's look at, you know, history reports of, you know, how sales were doing or what was did well. Stuff of that nature. And he goes into it a lot better than I will because I haven't seen it for a little bit here. Uh, but it's just a great video. And maybe we should look at doing that, like getting and see what the kids are actually interested into and opening up opportunities for them to kind of delve in and build their education plan kind of around what their interests are and what they really want to do. You know, or, you know, if you see someone that is, you know, handy and they really like being handy, you know, look at, you know, opportunities to put them into something that really is, uh, elevates that skill and elevates that passion that they have uh, and, you know, really push for it. Uh, you know, I wish, like I said, I was, you know, given options a little bit more and kind of pushed the options. I think as from my parents, I wish they would have said, hey, you know, college might not be an option look at these maybe it's good for you to go to a trade school or you know there's a really good money into these you know these trades if you want to make it have a good living it's hard work and it's but it's good money and one thing i'll say with my job as much as i love it i do the jobs i do look more fondly on or I really love doing is the hard work jobs. Even as much as I would bitch and complain about it, are those hard jobs, you know, those labor jobs that people consider. Because at the end of the day, especially like construction, you're building something, you have something at the, you have an end result. At the end of uh, construction, you have an end result where you have accomplished 
building a house. You had constructed, you had built a house, you had made something for someone to live in and to grow a family in. I think that sense of pride and and that work is uh, sometimes where we as society are missing and just need to get back to it, I think, ultimately. You know, realistically, it needs to, you know, come full circle and look at, you know, help putting trades back into school, uh, letting them know that there is good jobs out there. It's just hardworking jobs, you know, and really, you know, pushing stuff of that nature. But that's just my thoughts. You know, it's all stemmed from, obviously, uh, you know, where we had to lower the bell curve just for kids to pass school. You know, let's, let's not lower the bell curve. Let's see why they're failing. Let's see what's going on. How can we, you know, get them so they're not, we have to, don't have to lower the bell curve, but, you know, get it. What's, where's, the, where's the disconnect? Because that's where there is. There's a disconnect. So, there's my rant of today. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna start implementing another section, uh, crazy Carol section. We'll call it. Uh, this is my mother-in-law, uh, Carol, who we all, all deem we all joke that she's crazy. Uh, uh, just she's you know she's she's a fun, she's loving, she's just a little kooky, um, and so we just like the pick on her a little bit here but so crazy uh carol story i guess more or less kind of funny so fun fact we'll do we'll do a fun fact one carol cannot scream she doesn't know how she cannot scream she doesn't i don't know why but she tries screaming and, and she can't scream so if you scare her she won't scream i mean she'll like <laughs> kind of do like kind of almost like you know you're in a dream and you're like you're trying to scream but you're you're you think you're screaming, but you're not. That's pretty much what she happens to her. Uh, but also, I tell you this because, so, uh, way back when me and Nicole first started, uh, when me and Nicole were dating and going out, um, I think we're about, about two years into the relationship, actually, at this point. Uh, we actually moved in with Carol and Bob uh, in the house, and we lived downstairs because it's pretty much completely downstairs. There's own bathroom, one big, big, huge bedroom. It could be pretty much two rooms, a living room and a uh, office, and plus a you know bedroom. So we're downstairs. Uh, I came home from work one day, and she didn't hear me. She was vacuuming. So she didn't hear me come in. I was able to put my stuff down and whatnot, go downstairs, and I came up, and. I was able to, with her not not actually vacuuming, I was able to follow her through the whole house, just walk nonchalantly, without her knowing. Uh, she was just so absent of the fact I was behind, so I followed her through the whole house, and then I pretty much scared her. And she's like, how long have you been home? I'm like, well, I've been home for about 20 minutes, and I just followed you for the like, last 5, 10 minutes through the house to see if you acknowledged that I was here, my presence, and you didn't, so... I kind of harsh thing for me now saying out there and probably delivered it wrong but yeah I was uh, able to follow her throughout the house and uh, pretty much scared because she just didn't realize I was there and it was absent-minded so 
little things. I think I'll start adding these little segments where I have funny Carol stories, or what I think might be funny Carol stories, and add these onto there. Um, let me know what you think. Uh, like I said, as more listeners happen, like I said, I want you guys to have an opinion on this podcast. And tell me what you hate, if you hate it all, and say, hey, try this. I want this. You know, let me know. Uh, let's see. What else is going on for the weekend? Well, week, midweek. We're, oh, we're going to snowstorm tomorrow. So for your mainers, you already know this. Uh, it looks like 10 to 16 inches, they're saying. So it's a big one. Uh, it's a pretty big one. So I'll be working from home tomorrow. So uh, definitely no recording tomorrow. Uh, I'll be probably taking that time that I usually drive to work and doing uh, probably a snow removal throughout the day. So the good thing is I gotta, I'll probably will get home and I'll have to probably go out in the morning after doing one run and make sure I have gas. Or I actually might actually go out tonight and make sure I have gas uh, for the snowblower so I can do a couple swipes here and there and just keep it clean throughout the day so that'll be my plan when i'm not working is you know doing snow removal and all that jazz so yeah that's gonna be my day tomorrow so i'll be working from home uh you know which will be kind of difficult but we'll see how it should go um worst case i'll have to probably use a sick day if the kids are not uh, uh, good and not um, being nice to us uh, just because I don't know how they're going to be because it's Nicole all by herself uh, on a snow day so we'll see if they'll also co- cooperate and be nice and sleep when they need to nap when they need to I mean and you know eat when they need to you know, so we will see on how that goes uh, this has been a pretty long uh, day but it's been good I'm heading into work now. Uh, it's been a good drive. Thank you guys for uh, f- joining me today. Uh, if you want to follow me, it's nicholas.s.cook for Instagram. Or for my photography Instagram, it's nicholas underscore cook underscore photography. Uh, and for uh, my Twitter, if you want to follow me on Twitter is make sure it gives the right Twitter handle because I've always forget my Twitter handle because I just literally changed it probably uh, not too long ago but it, I had to change it because I wanted it to be more general and something for me um, but for my Twitter it's Nick Shane Cook uh, so at Nick Shane Cook for Twitter uh, follow me on there you can respond on there uh, you can uh, listen to this podcast if you're listening, hopefully, uh, either on iTunes or Podbean. Uh, what's going to be happening, because I think this is episode 9, so I'll be actually taking down some episodes now. So I'll start with the first one and just work my way as I put on new episodes, because I've reached Podbean's, I think, 5-hour maximum, which is their free, what they offer free of uh, hosting. So if they host five hours for free. Uh, so that's all I have for uh, this space. So I'm gonna start taking them down. I'll probably, I guess, I'll probably store them on Google. That way I always have them. But I just gotta look at other options of 
where to host them or where to put them on for free. Uh, and I'll see where I can do that and how I can go about doing that. Uh, or if this becomes something where it does become popular, what I might do is I might re-release them and you know start paying for a host the hosting services. Uh, but got to make sure that I have people listening to quantify or to uh, make sure that it's worth me paying the services. Um, maybe I'll start uh, actually, uh, what is that? I hear a lot of people start a Patreon where I can just have people put a dollar in just for, you know, even just for just support, just general support. And that will help uh, pay for the podcast itself. Um, well, again, thank you so much for uh, riding along. You guys have a great day. Enjoy this Tuesday. You know, spring is on the way. Take it easy.